Texans will go to the polls November 7th to decide the fate of more than a dozen constitutional amendments ranging from property tax cuts to energy. As Election Day draws nigh, the legislature is in a contentious special session with school vouchers front and center. I'm Mike Landis for UT Tyler Radio. Here to sort it all out for us is UT Tyler political science professor Dr. Ken Wink. Now, this is a classic House and Senate fight. I think the Senate really... um is in the governor's corner on this, and, and they've, they've essentially passed a bill that is what the governor wants, which is a full-fledged uh, voucher program uh, w- that basically will fund uh, 60,000 students at $8,000 a pop. Uh, I think the, the Senate's version does give priority to uh, students with disabilities and also students that are low income, if um, there are more people who want to take part, then there is money available. The House really wants a scaled-down version. You know, the House for years has been against any voucher program, and and so you're already starting off with, uh, in principle, the House, house is opposed I know recently there has been a proposal in the House, which I do not think has gone very far, but it, the bill has been filed, uh, to, to have a voucher program with, a, with phase-in. So it would be done in stages, almost like a pilot project. So you would have fewer people eligible uh, to begin with. The other thing the House wants to see is uh, more public school funding at the same time the voucher bill goes through and also a pay raise for teachers at the same time. I think the governor's position is that he wants his full-fledged voucher program to go through both houses first, and then he'll talk about fully funding public education and a teacher raise. That, that's almost like holding it hostage politically in some ways. In a way it is, and there does seem to be an impasse. I guess you could say since the the House at least pro- proposed a uh, a voucher program, that's a step in the compromise direction, but it's been a long time coming. And the House back in the spring passed a bill saying we will never accept a voucher program. <laughs> and that that passed something like 85 to 65. So uh, the governor still has some work to do, I think, to get particularly rural Republicans on board to get that through the way the legislation he wants. This has been something he has just not budged on. He wants this voucher program to pass one way or another. If it doesn't, what do you call another session? People who are watching seem to think that he will, that he is he is not willing to let go and will uh, call a fourth session, which of course would probably be sometime in November. And so I would I would fully expect him to do exactly that. All right, let's talk about our constitutional amendments. Sure, sure. There are how many and what are they all about? Yeah, well, there are 14 of them, and I think the big one that has been getting the bi- uh, the most attention is Proposition 4. That's the property tax uh, relief. And people, you know, are focused on the increase in the homestead exemption from $40,000 to $100,000. Keep in mind that what that, that only applies to uh, the public school tax. It does not apply to your property taxes that are going to the counties and the cities. But, of course, the largest part of your, of your bill is to the, uh, the public schools. And so, for instance, if you have a $200,000 home, instead of getting 
your house appraised at $160,000, now it would be appraised at $100,000 or assessed, I should say. It would be appraised at market value, but then you subtract $100,000 from that. So that's significant savings uh, for taxpayers, but that's only $5.6 billion of tax saved. What is oftentimes missed is the other part of that in which the the school districts cannot raise their tax rates uh, for uh, two years at least. And what will happen is the revenue that they lose from keeping their tax rates the same will be reimbursed by the state to the tune of $7.1 billion. So we're talking about a total savings in property tax revenue for taxpayers of $12.7 billion. Interesting that this sort of goes hand in hand with the discussions in Austin about whether or not there should be more money for pub- for public schools and whether or not they can pay teachers more and they have more money for supplies and that sort of thing. It, it all It's all the same ball of wax in, in one way or another. That's right. You have a certain piece of the pie and how you divide that up, uh, there are going to be winners and losers for sure. Yeah. Uh, what, what would you say is the next uh, n- number two on that list? Not not uh, number two in the in the one through fourteen, but uh, mm-hmm. probably the the second most uh, visible of the constitutional amendments that people should be aware of. Proposition seven. This is uh, this is the legislature devoting five billion dollars with a B uh, to trying to remember when we had the problem with uh, electricity. Uh, Proposition seven is a $5 billion payment into a Texas energy fund to support the construction, maintenance, modernization, and operation of electric generating facilities. These would be operated by uh, natural gas or oil as well. So it would be uh, a guaranteed source of energy, which we certainly need, and that's $5 billion. And I think, again... This was a real challenge to the governor. One of the things I think he was a little bit embarrassed about when we had the brownouts and then the uh, uh, lack of heat at at some points during the winter. And this is an effort to solve that problem or at least make it much, much better. Would you like to wrap this up with some final thoughts? Our Constitution in Texas goes back to 1876. We have a relatively old Constitution that came out of the Reconstruction era when Texas was rural. We didn't have millions of people, and um, conditions were very, very different. And when that Constitution was created, it really was meant to limit what state and local governments could do. And so as we've advanced into the modern era, rather than writing a new Constitution, which Folks don't seem to want to want to do that. We've had to pass constitutional amendments to allow state governments to do new things, to allow county governments to do new things that may make sense in the 21st century, but that had no relevance at all back in the in the 19th century. Get out and vote. Get out and vote. Our guest has been UT Tyler political science professor Dr. Ken Wink. For more information on the 14 proposed amendments to the Texas Constitution, you'll find a link on our website, kvut.org. There you can also hear this interview again or share it. I'm Mike Landis for UT Tyler Radio.